everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to the Bean Farms again in the multiple versions. This is a game that has many versions. I didn't realize how many versions there were. Uh, you probably are familiar with the original game at least. But today we are talking about not Bonanza, but Wurfel Bonanza. Basically the dice version of Bonanza. This is a classic game designed by Uwe Rosenberg, um, artist Bjorn Pertoft. Pertoft. And published by Amigo Games, among many others. I think Amigo is probably the one you're going to run across the most. Uh, is that the copy you have? Or the That's the copy I have. That's the only copy I know of. So, Yeah, I've never – it says other – oh, 999 games as well. But I, uh, I've i only seen the Amigo ones. But, uh, yes, this is a uh, light game, as you might expect, a spinoff of uh, Bonanza uh, with dice. Uh, sort of. There's depth to this, of course, because it's an Uwe Rosenberg game. <laughs> so it can't be that simple. But it plays in about 45 minutes, and it's rated at 10-plus uh, with a 1.32 complexity on BGG. Um, I think younger people than 10 could definitely get this game. I would say, you know, 7 or 8 could easily play this game. This is They might not be able to do the... Uh, a deeper, longer-term strategy, but they would probably be able to hold their own in this game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'd say the 45-minute time, I don't know. That seems a bit high to me. I feel like 30? Maybe I just wasn't paying attention <laughs> all the time <laughs> we played this. But we were playing a two-player like game when we were playing. Yeah, that's the true. Two players makes it a little bit shorter. Yeah. So, anyway, that's relative <laughs> to player count. It does play two to five. And uh, which is kind of cool for a a, uh, a light game. I always love when they play at least five. Um, but uh, yeah, this is a this is a really great one. I really enjoyed this and uh, was <laughs> reminded that we played it before. And as soon as we started playing, I was like, oh yeah, we played this. So let's talk about how we play it, and then we can talk about our feelings about it. All right. Uh, in this game, you're gonna have a large. Not large, like a thing that's about two cards wide that's called the bean field that you'll place out. That's where you're going to reserve dice. There are seven actual dice that you're going to be able to roll, uh, and there are a bunch of cards. Uh, like in the original Bonanza, they have a bunch of coins. They have coins on the backs of them to represent coins. Uh, and on the flip side is essentially a grocery list of uh, things you're trying to complete a little like bingo uh, as you're going through. There's going to be an active player. Uh, the active player will roll all the dice, uh, and they can decide to keep as many of the dice as they want and place them on the bean field, uh, but they are always required to keep at least one die uh, and place it on the bean field. Uh, as soon as his dice are his or her dice are rolled, uh, then all the passive players, the people who aren't the active player, uh, can try and complete their little grocery list starting from the bottom to the top. Uh, each player is going to have two cards. The bottom bottom card will just be covering up uh, your grocery list uh, from the bottom. So as soon as you complete an objective, say, for example, the objective might be uh, getting a blue, orange, and yellow face on the dice, uh, you can just shift your little card up saying, I've done it. Uh, and it's possible to get multiple uh, ones done on a turn. Uh, in fact, on these particular cards uh the most you can get done on one card is three they've set them up so that you can't do more than three uh on for any roll uh but uh the the passive players are always going to be continually looking at the dice that are rolled and they completely ignore the ones that were on the bean field from previous turns uh and the 
active player can do nothing until they stop rolling. Uh, they will keep rolling and saving things for onto the little bean field until they've decided, you know, I think this is as best as I'm going to do, or I don't want to give the passive players any more ammunition, or basically I can't do anything because I rolled so horribly. Uh, after they are done rolling, they can then shift their little cards up uh, to wherever they need to be, uh, and then it passes on to the next player. Uh, as I mentioned, there are six objectives on every card, or I may have just implied it. Uh, the first three objectives are just objectives. You can't get anything for it. You cannot get rid of that card until you complete those first three objectives. Once you've completed those three objectives, then your card is actually worth something. Uh, once you reach it to the fourth objective, it's worth one coin. To the fifth, it's two. And once you complete all six objectives, it is worth four coins, and you're definitely going to sell it. You can sell your card at any point in time, when it's worth something, uh, for the requisite amount of coins. Once you're once you've decided to sell it, you just take that card, you flip it over. It counts as now a coin because, as we remember, there is a coin on the backside. You will draw any amount of coins from the deck that you need to make up for the difference. So if you sold it for three, the card that you're flipping is the one, and you draw two more to count as two more coins. And they're going to draw another card to be the new card you're going to use to cover up because the old card you're using to cover up is now your new grocery list. Uh, and then you're going to continue <laughs> on going through this pattern over and over. Uh, as I mentioned, you can sell at any time, which means you could be in the middle of completing objectives, uh, decide to sell, and then complete more objectives before the next roll even happens. So this is at any point in time. But again, the active player has to wait until all things are done before they do it. But still, if they sell, and then they can complete anything on the new card if they wish. Uh, this continues to go on until one player reaches 13 coins. Uh, and the first player to do that is the winner. There is, uh, I don't think there is a tiebreaker. It is technically possible uh, to have two people complete at the same time. Uh, I guess if someone got more coins than another player technically it would be possible but that's even rarer than tying so uh that's basically it yeah there you go <laughs> yeah it's uh it's it's nothing it's like not a ton of new ground here but it's the way it presents it and has you do it that is what's new and unique of course with the that is a, a skill of uve rosenberg um, yeah, this is a great little game. I really, really like this game, and I think I actually like this better than straight good old Bonanza. Uh, the reason is, is Bonanza can be a little, um, the keeping the cards in order is something that always becomes a, a issue of varying degrees <laughs> whenever really? I play it, especially interesting. <laughs> yeah, do you just have fumbly new... hands? Uh, well, yes, I do. And also, uh, with uh, new players, you, you know, if you're a fidgety person like me, you end up inadvertently shuffling things. <laughs> and you're like, oh, crap. So I have to actively think not to do that. <laughs> See, what uh, I do just... when I'm playing Bonanza is I just berate people into never <laughs> moving things in their hands. I start out right. teaching Bonanza sounds... by, <laughs> by literally berating them three times in a row before they have any ever done anything wrong because they will do something wrong <laughs> that sounds really fun <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah there's always some issue especially with new players i think this is an easier game to intro to people um and i would definitely intro it before bonanza if i was going to intro bonanza just because the concept and the, you, you just avoid that issue and that's the one kind of clunky thing about bonanza is that 
you you got to keep them in order. <laughs> Everyone, this is always going to happen. So you got to remember against your all of your instant instincts. Uh, but the other thing that kind of goes along with this is that there is very very little uh, downtime in here, if if at all. I I mean, there's always something to do in this game on your turn or not on your turn and you need to be paying attention of course to what's happening to make sure that you are um seizing the moment of the beans that are popping up and using them on your card if they are uh, if it rolls right for you and I, that's the one thing i like i like a little bit better so I, I definitely like this better than bonanza not that i just like bonanza but this one just shines so much for me and i always love games uh, almost always <laughs> i should say love dice games dice to me are just such a fun useful mechanism in games that uh when and they are pulled off in such a great way like this. It's so fun um, to, to engage with them. This definitely doesn't feel like a filler game. So it's, it's a little heavier than a typical pocket-sized dice game might be. But by far not inaccessible in any way. Uh, yeah, this is, this is a great one. So you've got a lot more experience playing this, this game uh, than me. What are, what are your experiences playing with like different player counts or different types of people? Uh, I, I it works really well. Works great at two. Uh, it just goes a lot quicker at two. I've actually played this at six, even though they say not to. <laughs> uh, but it's technically still doable. Uh, the more people you play with, then there's just going to have to be a little bit more of a, an announcer as the active player because people it's harder to see the dice from across the table. So it's more like all right, there's a there's a red, a yellow, and two browns, and then inevitably when we'll say we'll say. Oh, uh, are there any blue? And I'm like, I didn't say blue. Did you hear me say blue? Uh, which <laughs> is its own issue. But it's it's usually not that bad. It, it plays pretty well. Uh, I think five, probably five or four, is probably a nice sweet spot, just because you have a lot more time to be the passive player, and that's that's kind of a nice spot to be at. You're, you you feel like you're maybe a little bit under pressure to make the right decisions about dice sometimes as the active player, because there are some uh, interesting decisions slash difficult decisions slash pushing your luck decisions uh because i did not mention this but there are uh different kinds of dice there are two different kinds of dice uh, of the seven there are four dice that are white dice and three dice that are off-white dice um to be honest this is probably the biggest pain point uh is that the off-white dice aren't as off-white as i'd like them to be they are in a dark setting they look almost the same uh and if you ask anyone older than 50 they're gonna say they're exactly the same <laughs> right right <laughs> because they're going wait what type of dice is that and it's very important to know the difference between these because they have different faces uh, on them although there are some similar ones uh, they do give you a nice little key of a card to know what faces are in each die uh, for example the white die has an orange yellow blue red and two brown faces whereas the off white or as the card suggests a yellow die uh, has an orange, green, two blue, and two purple faces. So when you're making decisions about, oh, gosh, what do I want to keep? What are the odds of this thing showing up? Like, you need to know, all right, well, I have to save one. I'll probably save this one on the white die because I really need purple, and I don't want to get rid of those off-white dice yet because I, I, I need more chances for me to get this. Uh, the other thing you're also considering is as, as – uh, 
Kaz will usually do when he's playing is he will really risk it and he will start saving things for future goals even before <laughs> he's finished his current goal, uh, which can sometimes pay off or sometimes make it so he does absolutely nothing on his turn. Uh, so a 40 60s flip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it the it is it, it has some interesting decisions. If you're really good with probability, uh, you can usually pick out what the best choice is i tend to be very good at it and so uh usually if someone's just like gosh i don't know what to do i tend to throw in well you have a slightly better chance if you take this die compared to that die but if you're willing to go for it you can probably do that and keep this one but not keep that one uh or sometimes if someone doesn't know what to do and they can't for some reason aren't listening to me i will again berate them uh until they make the right decision because occasionally they'll be like well i'll just just if it doesn't matter what die i save because i don't need any of these i'm like it does matter what die you save because you don't want to save an off-white die because you are looking for green and green is only on the off-white die how do you not understand this yet i just always find a way to berate people the, this 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 one just is a different type of berating than the original game <laughs> each of these games is their own unique beratement style <laughs> that's required exactly <laughs> right um yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, I could totally see playing with like a six player count. I mean, this is one of those games where you could probably wedge in <laughs> as many. I mean, there's ways to make it work, but um, it's and it's flexible enough to add that extra player for sure. But uh, yeah, this I don't know. I I that's a good point about the dice color. I don't know why in God's name they just put the color slider one shade up, and yeah. that was the two dice colors they had. It's so ridiculous. It's so hard to see. Um, uh, we, we've played, when we've played it in person, we played it in a pretty well-lit area. We played it virtually just recently, and that was obviously easy to differentiate. But it is true. They're very, very similar in color. It's like white and then off-white <laughs> are the two dice colors. And it's really important thing, though, because obviously the dice faces um, the, are slightly different. What uh, faces are on the two different colored dice. Um, and so you really have to be paying attention to that if you want browns or purples. Well, that is going to be a very important thing to notice. Um, that being said, I I think the design is pretty good. I have to say they, the rest of the iconography is very clear. It does align very much with the Bonanza theme, of course, where the beans are the stars and the selling of the beans is uh, easily visible. The one thing I really liked about this game is that um, – it probably helped that I was familiar with Bonanza first, but I think the way the cards are set up, it's very, very clear, you know, when you get to the point where you can sell and the value of the selling and um, what you're trying to uh, – what bean faces you're trying to get to get to the next level or the next few levels. Um, did you mention – I don't know if I missed it – that it, the math is calculated in the way that you could never get more than three tiers in I one did, turn, I did right? mention that. Yes. Okay. So I just missed it. Zoning out. But um, but that's that's great. That that obviously is very Uwe Rosenberg to to be thinking about stuff like that, where there's no way to possibly get more than this, and that's intentional, of course. And um, so you can't have like runaway turns that are just like, well, I'm clearing two cards in a row because because yeah. I can. The, the so, best you could have of as a runaway turn is to completely fill out three on one card and then sell and then completely fill out the next three on the other card. Uh, I don't right. know if that's I've, I've definitely had it happen where someone fills out five by doing three on one and two on the other. But I don't think I've ever seen someone do three and three. It's 
Yeah. Be, you literally have to have really the hard. same exact <laughs> list on both. <laughs> yeah. That'd be really, really hard to to do, if not maybe impossible, based on that. You have to look at all the cards. But, but yeah, I really like that. So there's definitely a sense of, like, limiters built in this game where there are other dice games that, that have this issue or lighter games that have this issue, especially push-your-luck stuff, where it's just kind of sky's the limit. And the only limiter is that eventually your luck is going to turn. And then you usually it's usually a thing of like, well, you lost it all. Where this game, yeah, there's moments where you're going to have like dud turns, but it's not like you were going to make like five thousand coins, <laughs> and suddenly you just had one bad roll. It's like no, right. you you were going to do make make a lot of advancement. And so I, I I really enjoy the pacing of this game. There there are still really fun moments of those highs and lows that you would expect in a dice game, um, but there definitely feels like there's there's not a, a runaway leader issue here. And even you can get behind, but it still can flip back to you uh, or back, you get catch up at the fact that their dice rolls might suddenly or the dice might suddenly turn on them and the dice might suddenly be getting hot for you and so i i really enjoy the pacing of this game and i like the this game feels immensely balanced but not in an oppressive way where you feel like you're working with this in this really tight restrictions uh so I, once again hands off to uve rosenberg this is just a great uh, great structure and design. And like I said, the iconography is very clear. The little central bean card, which you don't really need, but it's a nice little cute touch to have the bean field, um, is, is, is nice and it's well done. And all the art is very, uh, very, very well done and clear. Uh, let's see. What else could we say about this little guy? Uh, the dice are nice. They, they didn't chintz out on uh, crappy dice. They're the rounded corner dice. Some people really have strong opinions about that, but I think they... <laughs> I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> I don't really. I was talking to someone recently about that and, and something about, I don't know, something about the way they roll and I, I, I can't remember what their point was, but I just remember thinking like, wow, that's very nitpicky. <laughs> so, I like them. I feel like they make I less noise. Yeah, I agree. I think they are quieter and they, uh, I don't know if they're bouncier maybe because of the corners There's or for the rounded corners or maybe right, Now not. you're maybe just being crazy. <laughs> See, now I'm going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do too. I like I like them. Um the rest of the colors that they chose outside of the die color the core die color weirdness that they're so similar uh are very distinctive. I think the only issue that people with color blindness would probably have is the brown and the purple. Um those would probably look the same and they the, some of the German games, especially a lot of the Uwe games and this is not a, a new game. So that's probably part of it, but uh the there, you don't see – there are probably issues with colorblindness here. So that is one downside. That, the good side, though, is that the beans clearly have um, their own little characters drawn on them. So that's the other way to differentiate. But yeah. some of them although, are uh, – Although, unfortunately, one of the characters is named China Bean. And yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that, it's just like, really, Germany? As, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> As you, I know. Germany – well, not that American games don't sometimes have uh, some oversteps in uh, cultural oh, definitely not, yeah. <laughs> representations, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, like, haven't we moved away from the Fu Manchu <laughs> mustache being the only thing we can use as representation of Chinese people? I mean, the China bean has uh, a firework. Okay, Chinese invented gunpowder. That makes sense. Uh, the, the very specific Chinese hat, the farmer's hat. Okay, that makes sense. And then it's just like the Fu Manchu mustache. It's just like, guys, come on. <laughs> like, that's so dumb. So, yeah, there is that one bean that, that is a little uh, mildly racist, <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it. Yes. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for L, just look for the mildly racist one. And, uh, of course, it is – anyway, let's not go down this rabbit hole <laughs> describing everything racist about it. It is there, and it is a valid point, and uh, that is something to be aware of. So, actually, I'm glad you did bring it up because, um, I don't know, it's just – in games these days, it's just – it's easy to avoid that stuff. So, it's easy to be more uh, conscientious. Uh, okay, well, let's see. What else? This game, I think, as you can tell, is one that we both really like. It's definitely going to be a recommendation. The, if you like dice games, of course, uh, I guess we'll just jump right into who it's for who it's not for. If you like dice games, this is definitely one of the best. One, a really, really good dice game. And uh, if you liked Bonanza, this is easily going to go in your connection. I don't know. Would you say – I think it's worth – I mean, you own both. I, I think, own both. I think it, I think, I think they're distinct enough uh, because yeah. I really – to me, the the Werfel Bonanza, the dice version of Bonanza isn't really Bonanza as a dice game. It's just a spinoff, as you kind of put it, game that is in the world of Bonanza. Um, it's, yeah. It's got a completely different feel. I mean, it plays a number of people. The You're trying to buy and sell things in the original Bonanza, and you're not doing like those wheelings and dealings, which is like the core part of what Bonanza is, is going, all right, I need to buy this so that I can have enough money so that I can actually do that, and let's make, let's make some trades. It's about the wheeling and dealing. This one is not about wheeling and dealing. It's really more about just paying attention and going, all right, did I get the colors? Should I sell now? Because if I sell now, I can definitely do those stages but if i do that then i have to do a bunch of stages before i can actually make any money off of this and that's the core part of this game uh so it's i i enjoy both games Uh, i think i enjoy this one a little bit more only because it's just a bit easier to teach uh, and it's a lot easier for people to just kind of jump in and understand there's not uh, a bunch of little tiny restrictions compared to the original bonanza such as oh you can't you know reorganize your hand or if you are making deals you can't take anything out of your hand until the deal is done and anything that you do make deals with doesn't go back into your hand there's like a lot of things that people naturally think you're supposed to do in the original bonanza that you actually don't do uh whereas in this one it seems to make a lot of sense it's it's, it's very much like in, in bingo where it's like all right yeah i all those things are there great uh so it's not that it, it, it i think it just works better right out of the box this one so i would definitely own both if you if you're if you're worried about that yeah yep and i would second all that i think it definitely stands apart and there's there's a lot of times when i am not in the mood for bonanza uh, specifically because that like you said that uh, negotiation and trying to wheel and deal is a core of it um and this just lets you engage without having to do that interaction. Sometimes you're not in the mood for it. I, or I definitely am not. <laughs> um, but uh, overall, yeah, this is this is super solid. So I'm trying to think of other pros and cons against this game. I guess if you're not a dice game person, fair enough. Um, I have heard other nitpicking about the game, but it's pretty – I don't know. I thought it was pretty weak sauce in general about people trying to find something to dislike about it. Not that everyone should like this game, but I don't think there's anything that stands out drastically that's going to be a turnoff. I think anyone who likes games is going to enjoy this. Uh, It may not be their game, for like their favorite game or a game that they're going to reach for all the time, but I think most gamers would get a kick out of this one. And if I think of other dice games that like a hardcore quote unquote gamer would like, um, Castles of Burgundy, the dice game comes to mind, and this one comes to mind as well, where they are they're they're richer dice rolling games than you might expect from small pocket games. 
And so, anyway, I, I don't know. Could you think of anything that's a real turnoff or that you've experienced or anything that comes to your mind? Not really. It, it, I think it works really well. I think the, the biggest turnoff is that it's harder to get this game. Uh, yeah, well, I, I was I was able to get it at a time when apparently it was really easy to buy online. You have been looking recently, <laughs> uh, and you can get yes. it. You're just going to pay a lot in shipping. <laughs> yes, it's very reasonably priced, but it's twice as much to ship it over. So uh, this is turned it buy because you have to buy it from Amazon Germany, and um, uh, it's the only place I can find it. I have looked other places. But uh, the shipping is <laughs> is like f- uh, $40, and the game itself is like 15 to $20. So suddenly you're paying a, like a $50 to $60 game. And as much as I like it, I don't want to pay that for this game. So yeah. that is the biggest downside, uh, which is surprising. I got to say, I wonder what the popularity of this is in Germany because I feel like it's – like the Bonanza series is a is a popular series in Germany, and you can get uh, Duel here, you can get Bonanza here. Um, I guess I haven't seen any of the other. I think there's another one or two in their world, but it just surprises me that Werfel is not more yeah, readily. I've, available. I've seen a number so. of expansions to the Bonanza and things like. That. I yeah, think there's also my first Bonanza card game as well. So I've seen all of those. I just never seen this one. Occasionally, I'll be like, "Ooh, there it is!" But then it's always Bonanza Duel that I'm looking at. So, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yep, that get one gets me too. Um, but uh, but anyway, yeah. So uh, th- that's the biggest downside. <laughs> it's really hard to get, and especially now with all the shipping craziness that's going on in the world, um, and uh, it's it's. Probably. Oh well. Hopefully, now that the canal is unblocked, that might be part of it. I don't know. There's so much. Who knows? That probably nonsense. might have been it. That that's it. That, that's that might have been thing. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. What else could we talk about? Uh, would your mom like this game? I think she would. The only thing that would hold me back is I don't know if your mom would be a huge fan of the. Like the, there's a there's a bit of the pacing with the uh, waiting to sell. I don't know. This is this is one that kind of falls in a weird category for me. I think it's a maybe yes. I'm going to say maybe yes, just because I, I think there's enough of an excitement and the dice rolling is really engaging and um, the you know uh, trying to trying to y- y- with the card you have very clear and specific goals that you're trying to get to. So it's not just um, a wild dice rolling. You're, you're trying to do things with it, and so you, that push your luck has a real attention to it and an excitement to it, and at, that the best push your luck games do. So I'm going to say a maybe yes. But I think there's probably a couple things that wouldn't – like she would reach for maybe another game before this one. What, what are your thoughts? I know definitively the answer. I have played <laughs> this with my mom, and she really enjoys it. She loves – Nice. She lo- okay. Like it's Good. got – the dice rolling aspect loves it. The kind of like engaging with everyone else, being paying attention during everyone's turn, having something to like root for. Oh, I just need I just need a yellow and a brown. Come on. Why aren't you <laughs> me a yellow and a brown? I mean, this is all the stuff that my mom loves. Uh, after after playing with her, I made sure to uh, get it for her for her birthday, uh, which was like a few weeks out. And apparently at that time, it was much cheaper to get. Uh, and she loves it. I think her only issue is, again, the not being able to kind of tell the difference between some of the dice. I've actually looked into uh, figuring out ways to get just my own dice that are slightly two two different colors that I can, you know, put the right color stickers on. It's that that is actually a lot of money to do. Any anything I've found has always been just like, oh yeah, you can get two different colored dice, but it's gonna cost like if it was 
all the same colored dice, it would be pretty cheap. If it was, you know, two different colors, but the colors didn't matter on the then it would be pretty cheap. But since I need two different types of dice and I need three of one and four of the other, it's like 40 bucks to get just the right dice. But I think I'd have like <laughs> three different sets, though, I think is what I've worked out. So I'd have a set for me, a set for my parents, and like a set for my wife's parents as well. So... <laughs> But I'm not, I'm not sure that's completely worth it yet. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it might be a minute. But oh, I'm glad to hear that. I, I should have I should have uh, thought. I, I under I underestimated your mom there. I I'm glad to hear that she really likes this one. I would like to play this one with your mom. This is Oh yeah. This is it's great. This I is think a great one. this is one of the few games where she's actually called me to be like, "All right, now how do the rules work again? When can you sell <laughs> Like, there's three games that I've gotten phone calls or text messages from because they're, like, doing their big, like, a giant tourney involving the game with their friends. And this is one of them. That's the best sign when you get calls about game clarifications. (laughs) You're like, nice, I got them addicted. Perfect. (laughs) Just the right game. (laughs) It's all coming to fruition. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, I, I think we covered it, right? We got everything. Other than how much space it takes up on a table. Oh, God. That's the whole point of our show. Again, the whole point of our show. <laughs> why did I... Uh, I know it seems I like the, the point time. of our show is seeing what games my mom likes, but it is... It really is becoming <laughs> the point of our show. <laughs> but uh, but I guess we'll talk about the old stuff, too. Okay, let's talk about that. Um, all right, space on the table. So, uh, as Alex mentioned, you're going to have your the central point or central crux of the game is in the middle of the table where you have your bean field. And uh, or the bean field, and this is where the dice roll. Basically, it's just the center of the table where the, the dice are being um, rolled. And uh, in the center, oops, let me go and here look at a better refresher image for myself because I'm gonna fall off the wagon like I did. What, are, what were we reviewing? And I totally had a brain. Uh, we were <laughs> talking about I'm like <laughs> Red Seven. Red yeah, Seven. Like, yeah. I, we had played, like, so many card games, and I just lost the thread of, like, <laughs> wait, what happens in front of you in Red 7? Anyway, <laughs> uh, in the center of the table is the little Beanfield card, but you don't need it. You could play without it. And uh, that's where the die rolling or dice rolling is going to be happening. In front of you, or somewhere in the middle of the table, is going to be a reference card as well, which shows what the die faces are for each of the die co- dice colors. So white's got its own specific faces, and... Off-White has its own specific faces as well. Everyone gets one of these, but I don't think you... I don't know. It, it's nice to have, but you don't, could have one just in the center of the table for reference or a couple of rounds. Yeah, after playing a while, you kind of know it. But uh, it's really yeah. just for the people who are new to the game. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next, also in front of you, are going to be your two face-up bean cards. or uh, What are they called? They have, what are those cards called? What is their name? Do they have cards? like a specific... I don't... <laughs> Just cards. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure if there was like a market oh, card they, or a... They're called harvest cards. I did not know that. Oh, harvest cards. Okay, there we go. That's appropriate. So you're going to have your harvest cards, and uh, there's obviously the uh, the bottom one is the active card, and then the one that you're using to cover up parts of the bottom one is the card that you'll be um, going to next after you finish or sell the uh, active one. And then also you're going to have your face-down pile of cards as you sell these just like in bonanza you're going to flip them over there's a coin on the back and if it's not if you need more coins for the value of what you sold then you just grab them off the draw deck to equal that amount of coins so you're always tracking uh you have a pile of cards for how many coins you've earned 
Um, and that is pretty much it. Well, I guess you do have the draw deck itself. That'll be somewhere in the middle of the table. But that's pretty much it. The nice thing, that, this is a really, really nice game in the sense that you can kind of tuck these things uh, to the side. I mean, they're they're obviously consulting the market card. Or what did you call it? Harvest card? The harvest card. Um, need to see it, but it, it can be off to the side of you. And it, it's not that important to other players what you're trying to get because there's really no direct way they can stop you. <laughs> so it, it it's not super important that they see it. Um, it the most thing, the, the, the crux of this game, of course, is in the die, dice rolling in the middle of the table. And so um, you can really shift, shift this around uh, any way you want to to get that on a table. So I definitely think this passes a pizza test or a big central meal. And, um, everything is sized as you would expect. The, the cards are like European style size playing cards. And so reasonably sized, easy to shift around. The cards are really good quality. I wouldn't worry really about any of this stuff getting ruined, uh, in a takeout scenario. And well, actually not right now, but <laughs> if you ever needed to replace it, hopefully in the future, it's, uh, it's, it would be an easy choice to re- uh, replace it if you liked it. Um, yeah, that's it. I mean, great. Pl- really high marks for, for taking out. Uh, yeah. Vibe of the game is also really great. As Alex kind of mentioned uh, with playing with his mom, and we've sort of talked about in the review, uh, it, there's just so many great moments. This is a game where you're always engaged. You're always either rooting for your dice to come up or this last roll, you need some dice to come up. And so you're really engaged. And the other players are actively disengaging <laughs> or not engaged or uh, uh, what is it? Negatively engaged <laughs> with what you want to have happen. And so there's a real fun kind of trash talking that can go on in this game and back and forth about um, or as the dice fall. There's real, real great vibe that pops up. So, yeah, all around, really good, really good takeout game. Um, the di- Oh, actually, that's one thing I was going to – I was trying to remember what the size of the box is. It's pretty small, right? Would you say you, it's a little too big to fit in your pocket, maybe your back pocket? Well, if, you, if you had slightly bigger pockets, I think I could fit it in any of my pockets, but I don't know okay. how my pockets compare to most pockets. In the skinnier of jeans, you'll probably have a hard I don't, time. I don't uh, wear putting... skinny jeans, so I don't know about that. Uh, Alex it's... is still rocking Jenkos from the '90s, and he <laughs> totally. can fit full-size board games in his pockets. <laughs> like it's, um, it's yeah. like one of those standard small boxes where it's like if you two, put two cards side by side, that's yeah, and it's it's about as thick as as a standard deck of cards. So it's like imagine like, two de- two decks of cards and you put them side by side. That is how big this box is. It's it's quite tiny. Yeah, so you could probably easily get it in a back pocket or in a jacket pocket for sure, or any bag or purse. Um, so yeah, really really totable as well. So that's another plus in the box or check in the box. A plus in the column. I'm not sure where the plus goes in this analogy, but it's there. Uh, so yeah, that is it. That is Bonanza. It's a very strong recommend and. Um, I wish you could get this game easier. I hope it starts being more available in the U.S. because it is it is a great dice game, and there's nothing quite like it. Uh, I really enjoy it, and I, I'm going to keep my eyes open and hopefully be able to track this one down um, to get a physical copy. Just but go to Germany. That Whenever you can go to Germany, just obviously. Book, book a ticket to Germany. <laughs> so that's the other. That will probably cost you more than the shipping would if you just <laughs> bought the game, but uh, – but that is a viable option. If you're someone who's jetting to Germany all the time for some reason, then there you go. Pick one up. In fact, pick a bunch up, and you could probably sell them back here very easily. All right, everybody. Well, that is Bonanza – or not – yeah, Wurfel Bonanza. Um, I – let's see. I was uh, trying to do a catchphrase today, and I think I'm just going to try doing another rhyme of bean. 
because <laughs> I had fun doing that last time. I'm trying to see how many times I can rhyme bead. And I'm going to try to string this together in a, comp- or a cohesive sentence. So let's see. Um, okay. Starting uh, out strong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not- all right. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, all right. Say... A mean. I'm gonna to try to make it a sense. A mean green bean in blue jeans on the scene. Looking mean. No, I already said mean. Looking mean. Mean twice. That's count still. <laughs> um, oh man, all I want to do is like do associative rhymes. Uh, a mean green bean on the scene with a dream. <laughs> Waiting through a stream. Those are the last two didn't count, but it, it it completes the image. So I'll stick with it. I think you got six. I think <laughs> you retracted a lot, so it was hard to keep track. But I think there were six oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> Trying okay, here we go. Trying, <laughs> I'm gonna keep going. Trying to glean the mean ing mean again, but it's a <laughs> partial. It's a cut rhyme. <laughs> the meaning of, <laughs> of what is he trying? What is an eed word that he's gleaning the meaning of? <laughs> Damn it! Damn it! Of being clean. There we go. <laughs> he's trying to clean I up his life. Boom. Took it up to nine. All right. <laughs> Oh, I lost the thread of common sense and logic there at the end, but still, you, I got some. I got at some the end, I think you lost the sense very near the beginning. All right, <laughs> All right middle. Let's say middle. Let's meet in the middle and say middle. <laughs> All right, I like this. The rhyming, middle, though. or I'm, I'm gonna... or would you call it the mean of it? Oh, a, a different definition. Another of, mean. Just make it all mean, but all different <laughs> definitions of mean. There we go. <laughs> there we go. I think there's four or five means in the in this little rhyme, so I, I feel good about that. I feel confident and uh, very satisfied <laughs> with the amount okay. of means are, that are in there. All right, everybody. Well, you can get a hold of us in a couple of different ways. You can, uh, of course, go to uh, Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also follow us on or go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com, and scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you're playing, or your thoughts about anything we've reviewed or suggestions on stuff we could review. Um, other than that, thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Bye. <laughs>